Welcome to Movie to Beer, everybody. This is Dan Capersi coming at you, and today we have our awesome co-host. You got Blake, your Necronomicon expert. Evil Randall. Ooh. <laughs> and on this wonderful episode during the wonderful month of October. Thunder sound, thunder sound. Crash, boom, bang. Creepy laughter. We watched the original Evil Dead. We had a couple of really interesting mm-hmm. IPAs, and we're like, hey, we really should try to yeah. find a fun movie. And we, we debated and debated, and we finally ended up, we were going to watch Evil Dead 2, because that's the more iconic one everyone knows. But yeah. the Evil Dead 1 set the stage. It, yeah. it set the premise. And, and I think and we, I love we were talking fr- about, was this the beginning of the genre? I think it's the beginning of the teens in a cabin genre, because I kept, while we were watching, I kept saying, there's no way this is before Friday the 13th. There's no way this is before. It was before a lot of those. Yes. A lot of that stuff came out in 83, 84, and this was 81. I did no research. Good man. Good man. That's what Evil <laughs> Randall do. I, I went in blind. Yeah, I think all of us had seen it before. Right, Randall, it's kind of tough to see a movie if you're blind, man. That's yeah. True. We, we, when we were talking about what we wanted to watch, mm-hmm. and we kept bringing up scenes from Evil Dead 2 <laughs> instead of this one, and we decided to watch this Oops. one, and then found out we're like, oh, wait. Yeah, spoiler alert, his hand doesn't get cut off in this no, one. No, not in this one. It we really thought it did. Evil Dead 2, not Evil Dead 1. But there is the chainsaw. That's why yes, we, like, we, watched, yes. we watched the preview, the trailer for it, and it's like, oh, there is a chainsaw in it. But yeah. He ends up going back to the cabin in number two for some unknown reason. I, it's well, a great we'll it's a great logic. Location. I thought they were just there. Eh, we'll have to watch it yeah. uh, for next time. Yeah, we'll watch it next time. <laughs> next year. But yeah. So this is uh, written and directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, Bruce Campbell, obviously, uh, if anyone knows anything about Bruce Campbell, he actually lived in Oregon or still lives in Oregon. He's oh, been really? here a long time I down in like the Salem Eugene area. Oh. Yeah, him and Danny Glover are surprise uh, Oregon. Danny Glover? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. I Good tool for this stuff. Yeah. Wow. So that's, Bruce, that's the kids' pop version. <laughs> Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi and Richard Demanicor and uh, some of the some of the people who were involved in the like production of it, mm-hmm. and they were all in film school together. So this is like a college oh, project. Oh, I didn't realize there was a bunch of them. I thought it was yeah. just Raimi and Campbell. Cool. No, they felt like a bunch a of them knew each other, and that's and they basically made it for next to nothing. Yeah, felt like that, and it mm-hmm. it grossed it like twenty five million worldwide. <laughs> Premiered at like the Cannes Film Festival. Stephen King and got picked up. And Stephen uh, King saw it and it was like, I love this. Yeah, because it's it's so first person perspective, and then mm-hmm. the third person perspective shots are like real. It's like yes, it's it. There's no green screen. It's all physical prop. The the most S FX you get is Deadites rotting the uh, yeah. mm-hmm. stop motion style. Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you see the trailer, you see that. Oh, <laughs> You've wait. seen the whole movie. If you watch the you trailer, watch the trailer you, you've yeah, seen you've the seen whole the movie. movie. Yeah. So yeah. basically, they go to it. this. They go to this cabin in the middle of Tennessee, Tennessee somewhere, rural Tennessee, for somewhere. vacation. And you know, kids go into the cabin. What's going to happen? They find a tape recorder in the basement and play the tape, like you do, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> and of course, there's chanting, and it's the scientist who is doing research on it, and he brought the research back, including the little teeny book of the dead mm-hmm. that. The, at least the, the Ma- cover of it. Yeah, the, the mini mini Manacan or whatever you want to call it. It was really small, unlike the other movies in the Evil Dead series, where it's a really big book. <laughs> but I recently saw a post on Facebook. Someone was uh, pitching Bruce Campbell to run Reading Rainbow, and it was a picture of him at a convention holding a uh, fan-made Necronomicon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and the other thing I, was, I remembered is uh, I like how the tape recording had perfect pronunciation to summon the evil. Whereas in other movies, when like they're reading Latin all sloppy, like you're not gonna summon a demon with bad pronunciation. Yeah, no. But this guy did his homework. Yeah, <laughs> it sounded legit. Mm-hmm. You made a comment about bongos. <laughs> yeah. I guess Hanna Barbera helped produce the movie. There's a scene where one of the teens is running and there's bongos. 
It's a like really Randall and I were looking at each other, thinking, "What is happening?" I feel like bongos were just uh, were an instrument back in the day in the seventies mm-hmm. that were used to create suspense. Or, or it, speed, it was a chase maybe. scene. It was a chase scene. It was a chase scene. So there was bongos. I don't know if there was xylophone. I don't remember hearing oh, xylophone, man. but there that was definitely been, bongos. Well, no, there are no skeletons playing their ribs, so no, yes. no xylophone. So the other thing was, I had an issue with we were looking at it, and the first time Cheryl runs away. When at the end of the recording, she's like freaking out because there's mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. the window, the shutters are going and a tree falls through the window and she runs and you don't really see the lights on the front of the cabin when she runs. But when she comes back, it's like three giant floodlights. I'm like, they had no <laughs> ambient lighting. All of the lighting in this film are from the inside lights of the cabin or the ones on the front. The stuff that happens like out in the woods and stuff, you know, they use small lighting for that to make mm-hmm. it more realistic. Like I can barely see. So I liked that, but it was like, what is this, a movie set? <laughs> I like that the that the undead spirits, they don't like closed doors. They don't. You close that door and they go away. Well, they're, they're, they're like, like intrusive parents. They have no to, locked doors have in my house. Invited, you have to invite them in. If you don't oh, invite right, them in, they can't right. come in. Yeah, makes sense. Yes. Uh, my or, or when Bruce Campbell's character was blocking the door with that rolling record yeah. player. Oh, the thing on wheels. Cabinets, yeah. yeah, whatever that was. But the windows the window. had, been busted, had been busted out and open. <laughs> so it's like... Like wow. literally next to the door. Literally. It was like a full window broken open. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, you could tell that there was some um, questionable choices here. And, and Production. Strangely out of focus shots. Everything yeah. was out of focus except for a few. And then the one that... Yeah, I think you're copywriting this is selective continuity. Mm-hmm. Yes, selective continuity. That's going to be the name of my uh, Rage Against the Machine cover album. You you can sort of tell the order they shot it in with, like, you obviously, they show a close-up of his leg getting, yes. his pants getting ripped open and getting clawed, and then the very next scene, he, it's it's not there. And you're Dan like, was not mm, having it. Yeah. It was What's little, going on? Yeah. And then, like, two scenes later, it was back, and you're like, well, I can tell the order they because they're not going to like keep redoing it. They're going to try and shoot like once that happens, right. they're going to do it. So yeah. they obviously yeah. didn't shoot it in order that they edit it down. Into, I mean, that so. just must be a hard concept to get going to film school continuity, right? <laughs> like, well, it was for like, this film. You know, it seems like a pretty basic concept. Like, just let's let's plan everything out and let's make sure things are in order. I don't know. I don't get it. And the, and they shot it for next to nothing. So I mean, you could I tell can, that it was total it. practical budget, like low end, and it's fine. I, I think, as I think we all agreed, most of the money probably went to the claymation stop motion stuff at the end. Yeah, where they had the decomposing deadites, as they're referred to. And yet here we are, thirty five, forty years later, watching it. Yeah, and so still they amazed. got something right. I mean, yeah. you know, I'd watch. I mean, I'd watch it again in another thirty years, maybe. Maybe. I might watch it again on Halloween. <laughs> well, I'd rather watch like Evil Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. Yeah. Or yeah. One, of the, yeah. one of the newer ones one that the actually has ones. a little bit better special Hotep. effect. Yeah, more production value. Or, yeah, something. Some Bruce mm-hmm. Campbell film because that, that, that should be our tradition. Bubba Hotep. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they, oh, yeah. they, I'm, I'm, they just really went for it in this movie. Started a genre. Mm-hmm. They did. What did we drink with this fabulous film? We had some we, good beers. We, we did. We had, beers. We had and that's two all there is. really good beers, but do we have a commercial before we move on to the beer discussion? Uh, yeah, Blakeco Industries has expanded into the housing market with Blakeco Realty. We at Blakeco Realty have a collection of lovely homes that have recently hit the market. First is a four-bedroom, three-bath, one do- one ghost Dutch colonial in the quiet neighborhood of Long Island, New York. This large family home in the Amityville neighborhood boasts a dog park. 
small business quarter and a spacious area to stand while regarding this big scary house. Next up is the Fixer Upper in Upper Connecticut. Recently vacated by the Dietzes, this classic colonial style home has everything a new family with an emo daughter and art obsessed partner could want. We're talking quiet neighborhood, big front and backyard, and a foul mouthed ghost willing to make deals. Some say if you listen carefully, you can hear a young Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis puttering around the home. The last house we have to offer is the sort of deal you don't want to sleep on, lest you miss out. A cozy Tudor-style home located on the corner of 13th and Elm Street is within walking distance of a school with a large boiler room. Ignore those rumors of a blade-glove-wielding maniac who says the word bitch a lot for some reason and buy this house already. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there. This is Dan Kapersky. This is Moving to Beer. We're talking about Evil Dead and these two awesome beers that we imbibed while we watched the film. They were both collaboration beers, both from Cerveza. The first one was A Beginning of a Beautiful Friendship, which is a double New England IPA from Kings and Daughters and Rubens Brewing, both out of the Seattle area. Now, we thought this was a really interesting rounded beer. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I think Randall was the first one to taste it, and he was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is really interesting. It is. It was. It, it does not taste like an 8.3%. No. Went nor does it have a really strong bitter upfront profile. No. It has an interesting kind of tropical, like really deep mm-hmm. fruit. There's a lot of text on the can, which we did not read ahead of time, which we should have. But I found out but after if, we If we read up, the text out loud, it would summon beerites. It would. It would <laughs> suddenly. You gotta watch out would, for those guys. Yeah, you really. So this is an interesting beer. It uses grape skins as a bittering agent from, along, New, Zealand. from New Zealand, along with uh, Freestyle Farms Nelson Salvin, which is the Nelson Salvin is a strain of hops that's from New Zealand, but they do they also do grow it here in the States. But the style is more of a tropical floral. Mm-hmm. And not traditionally put into a New England style. It, those tend to be just more of the fruit, like grapefruit and pineapple and so on, juicy ones. So this is... New Zealand style. It is a really Ooh, interesting beer. I like it. I liked it. I think we all liked it. It really doesn't have that much of a bitter profile. It doesn't taste like a bitter beer. It but it has that like, alcohol kick. Yeah, it definitely had that alcohol kick. But it was interesting. So the, the reason they used the grape skins is that uh, this specific type of grape, this is a Sauvignon Blanc, has heavy, it's heavy in thiols, T-H-I-O-L-S. I I have to read that because I've never heard that word before, which is a compound that typically pushes tropical fruit notes through whatever it's being made with, be it a wine or a beer or whatever. Thanos' cousin. Thanos' cousin, yes. Thanos, thiols. Thiols? He he just wanted to take out a quarter. Wasn't he a farmer? He was at the end. Yeah, that's how he retired. There you go. Yeah, there you go. With his blessed up arm. (laughs) So really good beer. Interesting. Uh, it lasted about half the movie because we were just sipping on it really slow. Mm-hmm. We did have four packs of each, but we did not plow through that many. I think we, we shared the first one. Um, the second one we had towards the middle end of the movie was a collaboration between Brothers Cascadia and Gigantic Brewing called We're Gonna Need a Bigger Bridge IPA. So <laughs> unlike We're Gonna Need a Bigger Boat, We're Gonna Need a Bigger Bridge. And, and I thought that was a funny name for a beer. And it's a very funny name both for a beer. Brothers Cascadia up in Vancouver and Gigantic here in Portland make amazing beer. I love I love a giant beer. And it, it, it actually, brewing. so the can, I actually have one in front of us, has a little shark underneath the bridge nice. that says IPA on him. Oh, yeah. like Jaws. I get it. Got it. Yeah, and it's made with Idaho 7 Citra and, and I think it says Crystal. Yeah, Crystal Hops, all of these out of uh, made with real crystals. Made, yeah, so uh, and this is a really hop-forward, really super bitter beer face beer. I, I was like, ooh, pucker. I like this one a little better than the first one. Yeah. I, I, I also feel like it matched the movie a little better. I agree. Yeah. But they were... This beer won. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
definitely. Any other thoughts on the beer other than it's just really bitter? It's a good IPA. It's very traditional, mm-hmm. medium body. Uh, it's only, I think, 5.9%, so not super crazy high alcohol. It does have a considerable amount of resiny kind of profile. So if you know, like a hop cone resin, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's got a little bit of that, not quite pine, but kind of resin and mm-hmm. then some tropical and citrus on it. I think and that, that I think the really tropical nice. citrus is what always sells it for me. Yeah. I, I love a uh, citrusy IPA. Well, since this beer obviously is the winner, maybe we should rename it. Play our beer name rename game. You know it. Theme music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pew, pew, pew. So I'm going to explain it again as I do every episode. Yeah. You go to IMDb. You go to whatever it is you're watching. And if you scroll partway down the page, you'll find a little section that has some keywords that have circles around them. And then a number with a plus sign that says more. Click on that, and that'll give you the full list keywords that have been submitted by users that have an account with IMDb, so they're just random people. And then you can rate them as this is more relevant or not. And some of them get towards the top if they have more ratings <laughs> approval, and some don't. And this has, what, 262 plot keywords? Jeez. So Something like that. We pick a couple and try to rename the beer, and whoever wins, wins. We've determined that this is the best use of IMDb plot keywords mm-hmm, mm-hmm. correct other than yeah. songwriting real quick oh, yeah, though true. how is it the phrase book of evil two of three found that it's relevant how is it not three out of three that seems deranged oh. anyway I, okay i don't know how you get more than one person saying it is or it isn't maybe somebody clicked on it and said not relevant because book of the dead is the whole point it's the necronomicon yeah. so interesting so this beer is a really hoppy forward ipa blake you got first call you got first dibs i'm gonna play a little uh turntable mixing here and say zombie body part mm, yes that's a good name for there a were a few of those mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got one i don't see this word up here but i'm gonna go for it anyways we're gonna need a bigger cabin Ooh. <laughs> oh, I like that. The cabin right. was actually like the TARDIS. It was way bigger on the inside <laughs> yeah. than what it looked like yeah, from the outside. It weird, had like it had, multiple bedrooms, yeah. a bathroom. And, and the closet. doctor was just hanging out. And it was. And then the basement was undone, but it had all kinds of fun things the in it. The plumbing in that place. Wow. So much plumbing for a cabin. Yeah. All right, I, Dan. I'm just going to call it the shovel through the head. Shovel through the head. That was Dang the first it. one if you drank too many. Yes. Dang, that was God. the Rubens. I like that too. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and that happened in the film a few times. You get shovels upside the head and through the head. Mm-hmm. Well, you decide, people. What we're gonna? What, what's the? What's the name? What's the name gonna be? Is it gonna be zombie body part? Zombie body part. We're, we're gonna need a bigger cabin or shovel to the head. And I have my vote. Well, let's let the viewers, the viewers, the listeners. <laughs> sorry, they they watch with their earballs. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first time. <laughs> yeah, I keep telling yeah, we had that. we had a, a a voice double for Randall for the first fifty whatever episodes. Exactly, yeah. he's finally had time to to join for, join us for real. Well, I think that's an episode. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I like it. I'd listen to this again. Yeah. All right. So as always, the opinions expressed during the taping this episode are those of the hosts, and we want to thank you very much for listening in, giving us giving us a chance to entertain you with our interesting take on beers and films and shows and. As always, drink lots of water, because if you don't hydrate... You'll dehydrate. Yes, you will. Yep, yep. Let's watch another scary movie soon. We we should do that. There's some interesting ones coming out. It's but not um, Halloween yet. We digress. We time. All right. Thanks, everybody. This is Dan signing out. Blake Ryan. says bye now. Dan Randall. <laughs>